if you are someone that likes to get monthly facials, that you're into that type of maintenance, you could do a peel once a month, but it doesn't have to be a deep peel. You do a very light peel that kind of just enhances your overall skin. So maybe you'll do like a 30% glycolic. The biggest thing with acne is treatments, yes, but maintenance is another thing. Chemical peels really can be the stepping stone to clear skin, but products or any medication matters too. But if you're just doing a hyperpigmentation, you'll need more of a series because it can be hard to lift that pigment. But I normally don't see it take as long as clearing acne for sure. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sarah, what was the last time you were on Twitter? <laughs> Oh my God. I was on it actually recently. I'm such a user. I'm such a lurker. I just like to see like what shit people are talking about on Twitter. Always go on there if something's wrong with Instagram to see what's going on with Instagram. I'm lurking. I'm not tweeting. Tweeting scares me. Tweeting is scary. And I actually would recommend people not tweet. No, just kidding. I love tweeting, but like I know that people's tweets have gotten them in trouble in the past. I mean, we literally were just talking about the Constance Wu situation where like Unfortunately, how that situation almost ended was pretty bleak, but yeah, she tweeted some stuff that was definitely not great. <laughs> no, and then it's just the trail of Twitter. And then there's like an angry mob, but Twitter can be used for good. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Actually, my favorite platform is Twitter. I like Twitter as a writer. I like to write out what I'm thinking. I also think it's really great for discovering trends before they're popular And especially in the beauty space, like the most influential person on the platform in beauty is Tiara Willis, a 20 year old esthetician based in New York. I interviewed her and she told me, Sarah, she got on Twitter when she was 14. Yeah, I was reading her story. There's like an interview she did with Pop Sugar and I was reading it and I was like, what? You were how old? Like, I have so much respect for the fact that she is such a successful, smart young woman who is basically leading the conversation on Twitter about beauty. I mean, the two finger sunscreen rule, she didn't create it, but she definitely amplified it. It's the only reason why brands or any person cares about putting that much on their face right now. She single handedly blew up Sarah V. I don't think people were talking about Sarah V until this woman decided to talk about it. And she also is on the Black women using self-tanner train. She is giving recs right and left. And she's amazing for recommendations, but also really great for kind of just giving it to you straight. Like you're talking about how you have acne. You're telling me your skincare routine. You have not one singular product in this routine that actually has an ingredient that helps with acne. Like you can hydrate till the cows come home, but if you really do have acne, you got to use some salicylic acid or sulfur or something. So... 
she's really interesting. And I was like, I feel like we should have her on the pod. And unfortunately, Sarah was a little sickly, so she couldn't make it. Yeah, I'm so sad I missed this, but I'm really, really excited to listen to your guys' conversation. Yeah. So if you have any questions about acne or maybe you're curious about becoming an esthetician, she really goes in depth because she deals with acne. And so that's like kind of what kickstarted this career into skincare, has amazing advice for women, especially who deal with acne that have skin of color. Lots of good gems and product recs in this episode. Tiara, okay, you're 20 years old, right? Yeah, I'll be 21 in September, but yeah, I'm 20 right now. So I've been following you for, I think, I mean, years at this point. When did you get on Twitter? 2015. In October, I was 14 years old. So I was just rolled into high school my freshman year. Do you remember your first tweet? No, but I remember tweet like. So I remember, I think one of my first posts was like, about a foundation or something. The genesis of my account was really to do two things, was to give product recommendations for girls that look like me, but then also, I guess, boosting other artists that look like me, trying to create an entire hub of just proper representation. So I imagine it being probably a repost of a makeup look that I liked and then maybe a product recommendation. So I feel like the first thing I remember is Maybelline Fit Me Foundation. I remember talking about that from the very beginning. So that might be somewhat one of my few new posts. Yeah. First post. I mean, you do everything, but you're mostly skincare now. Like I feel like you are on Twitter, you know, not arguably the largest beauty influencer on the platform. You're getting people turned on to products they've never heard of before, or maybe products that they like didn't think twice about. I was telling everybody about this, like, you know, Tiara's coming on the podcast. We're so excited. You single-handedly made Sarah V cool again. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like smiling, but like, you know, you did that. Uh, I could say I had a role. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Oh, you had a role. No, I'm telling you, (laughs) people weren't talking about Sarah V until you started turning them on to the importance of moisturizing, slugging. I could go through the entire list of like things that you've made an important talking point in the community, right? Like you were the one that was like, okay, first of all, if you're melanated, you do need sunscreen. This is a lie you guys have been living. And then also the right amount of sunscreen. You're the one that even started that conversation. I was trying to go back through the long Twitter profile of yours to see like where that originated. Do you remember why you even brought that up? I follow a lot of estheticians. And I think the first time I ever saw it, was I think I saw it peppered, maybe I saw it one or two times on my timeline. And I have very, I think vividly remember it was a Nigerian influencer. I don't remember who exactly. It may have been Vivi Glow Skincare or someone else. I saw it like one or two times. And then once I saw that, I really did research in it. And then I was like, okay, like, We really need to talk about this because I think a lot of people see apply liberally on the sunscreen. Well, one, I don't think people actually read their sunscreen directions at all. But if you go and look at it, it says apply liberally, which means apply a lot. And a lot of people have this connotation that sunscreen a little goes a long way, which is the exact opposite of what you should be doing. So once I saw someone talk about two fingers, that's when I went and researched and I saw that there was some legitimacy to this rule. 
Totally. And it makes it easier than having to like measure out a measuring spoon full of product too. So thank you for uh, spreading the good word about that. (laughs) Yeah, I did not like invent it, but I like pushed it so that now everyone is talking about it. So using my platform for some good. Yeah. In terms of sunscreen, you know, we had the sunscreen drama of 2021, right? Where we found out brands were taking their product off the market because they actually weren't giving the protection that they claimed. And I do think that there's some grace there. Like I want to give some of those brands a second try, but now it's interesting to see how when brands now market their sunscreen, they are showing it with two fingers full of product on the face. Yo, exactly. Once I started seeing that, I said, yo, y'all were not doing this until I started talking about it. That's facts. Like, I feel a way about taking credit for certain things or like acknowledging my impact. But for that, I'm taking credit for. I'm sorry. But like that was not happening until I was like pushing it and pushing it. Like once I started seeing that happen and I saw like editors talking about it and I was constantly getting interviews to and like getting quotes from all over the place. And then I saw that happening. I was like, yo, like that was me right there. It's so crazy. Indisputably, for sure. I mean, I noticed it immediately. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's like working her way in there. Like she's getting in people's heads because I consult for brands too. And I remember there was a sunscreen launch and they were like, how do you think this will be perceived online? And I'm like, okay, are you testing on these models with two fingers worth of product? Because don't say there's no white cast and then only put it on sparingly. So you definitely had a direct impact in this. I do want to go back though. Let's go back to the beginning. Little baby T, where did your inspiration or where did your motivation to want to get into skincare come from? Like, were your parents really big on like a regimen for you or did you read magazines or like, like YouTube? Like, what was it? So... My mom has flawless skin. She just genetically has. I do not. I have my dad's skin. My dad growing up had severe cystic acne. And this day has like a lot of like indented scarring, acne scarring from that. So for me, because I lived with my mom, it was kind of hard for her to help me or relate to me because she never dealt with acne period in the way that my skin was. So what we would do is I would just watch a lot of YouTube, Pinterest, and like did all the DIY natural stuff. And at that time, my mom was working at Whole Foods. So I would just like see stuff and I'm like, mom, can we go get this from there? So it was just a lot of like trial and error. My skin was not getting better at all. And at that time was when my platform was rolling around. So I was actually receiving a lot of skincare PR. I had access. I was very privileged to have access to a lot of products, but I didn't know how to use them. So I would be like layering different things that should not have been layered. Just like a hot mess. Not I had, I had the stuff. I didn't know how to use it. So for me, when I was like graduating and I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do after high school? I knew I went to graduate early. I knew I didn't want to go to college. And I had saw estheticians online. So for me, going to aesthetic school, my goal, I think, was kind of just to figure out how to treat my acne, how to fix it. Because for me, I'm not someone that kind of lets other people tell me what to do. I'm someone that likes to 
investigate and research for myself. So I think for my own skin, that's what really made me get into skincare because I just had acne and I was trying to fix it because originally my love for makeup started because I was trying to cover. So I was tired of covering, like having to wear a full face of foundation to school every single day was just not the vibe. So I really wanted to like clear my skin so I could feel like a little bit more confident and like enjoy makeup instead of it kind of being a crutch. So I think there's probably people listening going, okay, so what did you find out? Like through all this trial and error and figuring it out, like what actually helped change your skin? So what helped change my skin or what aesthetic school kind of taught me was one, what products to have. So making sure I had a sunscreen, a cleanser, and also school taught me about different kinds of cleansers and then what my skin tolerates and what it does it. Through school, I found out my skin hates fragrance. In school, half the class is like reading from textbook. The other half is us like doing facials on each other. And then you go into clinic where you take actual clients. But when we were doing facials on each other, I remember my first facial. I don't remember what the brand was called. I think it was called Botanical Science, but they had a Lemu cleanser. And it was like a cleanser you're supposed to be able to use on everybody. They had an oily one and then Lemu was what everyone can use. My skin started bugging out when they put Lemu cleanser on me. So what my teacher did, the night class got to use Dermalogica. We didn't, the day class. So she went and got the Dermalogica intensive moisture balance, which to this day, that is a really good cleanser. They changed the name of it, but it's very good. And it's a thick, lotion-y cleanser. And my skin, like, responded so well. What I learned specifically was that even though I had acne-prone skin, my skin was dry. So with acne, I was treating it as if it was oily and drying it out. But I found that the more they actually treated and respected almost my skin barrier and was very nurturing towards it, I found that my skin improved a lot. And then another thing that helped my skin a lot was knowing how to do extractions, learning how to pop my own pimples. That's like the biggest thing because with extractions, it could leave a scar behind, but at least the bump isn't there anymore. So when I put foundation on top, it looks a lot more smooth. So that was a big thing for me doing chemical peels. I'd never done chemical peels before. That has helped my acne tremendously, especially like a blended peel, like something has a little TCA, like a Jesner peel that helped a lot. And then getting facials, like learning the process. But I think in general, like learning what goes into a skincare routine. So from school, I learned about a cleanser, a toner, a serum, a moisturizer, sunscreen, all of those basic things I really just did not know. I was kind of just throwing a million things on my face. But then in school, we also learned about general ingredients that help with acne. So salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, retinoids, all of those things I just did not know. I was out here putting eggs on my face, <laughs> you know, mixing up cinnamon and honey from Pinterest, you know. So going to school, I'm like, oh, these are the actual ingredients that treat acne. This is what an actual skincare routine looks like. No, we do not dip egg whites and put them like on a piece of toilet paper and then try to rip it off your pores. Like that's not a real thing. I think I had really just overall been invested in the natural stuff and the natural like mask and all that. So I think going to school really just taught me about the right products to use and the right ingredients. And then moving forward, what I like to tell people what aesthetic school is, is that Aesthetic school is for you to pass the state board. It's not necessarily there for you to actually learn a lot about skin itself or like how to treat clients. It's more about one, how do I do a basic facial? What are the modalities that we use? So high frequency, 
galvanic current, all those things, like the basics that you need to do to pass state board, a lot about anatomy, things that you're probably never going to use. Like I learned so much about nerves in the face that if somebody asked me today, I would have no idea, but I sure did pass that test. So it's a lot of information that you may not relatively use practically. What you get when you get your license and pass the state board, now that's a stepping stone to actually getting classes that you need, getting certified and trained on certain modalities. So getting trained for peels, getting trained for laser, product education, all of those things is what you get during graduation. So once I got my license and then I was able to take courses, then I was even able to understand my skin even more. So one class that I really, really taught me everything about acne pretty much is Face Reality. Their entire brand is about acne and that's their entire training, like Acne 101. And that helped me tremendously. Like you learn how acne forms. You learn what makes acne prone different from other people. What are the entire characteristics of an actual pimple? Like what are these things that are happening? Inflammation, excess bacteria, all of those things. Once you learn about what acne is, how it's formed, then you can pull together products that treat all of those surrounding effects, I guess. So face reality was a huge help in treating my acne for sure. When did you go to aesthetic school? I went to aesthetic school in... 2018. So I graduated high school. I was 16. I graduated June 2018. I enrolled into aesthetic school that same fall. But actually, when I enrolled, I was not old enough to enroll because I was only 16. But the time school started, I was going to be 17 because school started in October. My birthday's in September. But I went to the school that summer, you know, to sign up. So that was interesting. I was like the youngest person they ever had. But yeah, that's when I got into school, October 2018. I asked because, do you know Jessica Cruel? She's the editor-in-chief of Allure. She actually started the Melanin Edit on the platform and before she became editor-in-chief. And one story that like still sticks with me, and textbooks are really behind in terms of melanated skin. They're so old. You agree? Okay. I wasn't sure if in like 2018 things have changed. I mean, maybe they have new textbooks now, but the basic textbook is the Milady textbook, M-I-L-A-D-Y. You can probably get on Amazon if you really want to read it. But it's not really about skin of color at all. Like they're just doing very basic things. They're teaching you what is a cleanser, what are different types of cleanser, what are surfactants, like a little bit of cosmetic chemistry, anatomy, because they want you to know how to do a massage. They want you to know how to do a body treatment. They want you to know like how to use steam, like all that stuff. Like it's really more about how can I do like basic services. So entire skin education, updated skin education, it's not really like necessarily talk about. I mean, we talk about the Fitzpatrick scale, but not really in depth when it comes to like individual skin tones. I mean, we talk about what the scale is, ethnicities that fall there, different hair types, you know, sunburning and all that stuff. But treating each one, we do kind of go over, but what they basically tell you is lighter skin, easier to treat, darker skin, harder to treat. That's kind of like the entire synopsis of it. So I didn't really get any proper education about skin of color until after the fact, until I went and one started working on people of color. I think that's the biggest thing. You could read this and read that, but you got to start working with people. You got to get people in your hands because even when I go do product education or trainings, 
they'll have a bunch of before and after pictures and models and stuff. Maybe out of 10 models, one of them is black. Like even then, like a lot of it is you either have to go to specific class. But for me, I think a lot of what I learned was just meeting people. Most of my clients are black, like black women, period. That's most of them. So I've learned a lot, even just through experience. But aesthetic school, maybe like 2% is about skin of color. Like we learned about electricity, like it wasn't anything about like hyperpigmentation, really. We were learning about like microcurrent and like grounding electricity and like all that stuff. Like skin of color was not the thing. I remember we took a course on electricity, nervous system, all the muscles in your face, and your body, bones. Like it was a full science class, really. But skin of color and peels, no. Like we wasn't talking about that, no. And that's the thing too. I like, you're such a proponent of peels. Like you talked about, you did them on yourself. A lot of your tweets when you're, you know, when people are asking you questions, you're very, very invested in peels, especially for black women. And like, that's something like through my career, like I have been told very similar to what you have said. I mean, things have changed significantly in the last four years, but like prior to that, it was like, If you have black skin or any type of melanin in your skin, it's very difficult to treat with a chemical peel um, because you don't want to risk certain things. And I I know that you definitely like put caveats out there, but like for you, it's your favorite thing. You love it. I love peels because it just treats like everything in one. If you have acne and dark spots, it's going to cover it completely. It'll treat fine lines, acne, dark spots, texture, all of those things in one. And for me, I, you don't have to do a deep peel to see like really good results on your skin. So I love peels. They're fast. Like you can get it done in like 15 minutes and clients get really good results. There are other things like microneedling is great. That's a procedure I love, but you can't really do it on acne like that. You could do laser, but resurfacing lasers on skin of color is a few and far between. So yeah, peels and they're cheaper. Like laser treatments are so expensive. They're cheap. They work. You could do them in like two seconds. So yeah, I love peels. They're super easy to do and you don't have to necessarily worry about like products that you're using like before and after as much as with laser treatments because even when you're doing a peel, depending, you can continue to use like your retinol, your hydroquinone or whatever products on top of it. And a lot of peels will actually have that procedure because whatever you put on top is just going to penetrate deeper. And I find that when you have those two things, when you do the peel and then you have really good products, you're going to even get more enhanced results. So I love chemical peels. And I find it very satisfying when my skin's like falling off. So. Oh, totally. I see you like cutting it with the scissors on your stories and stuff. Do you have, it depends on the client, right? But like, is there maybe a certain amount of peels that you suggest to people like, okay, at minimum, you should do three, no matter what the skin issue is, or is it really different for everyone? It depends. So if you are someone that likes to get monthly facials, that you're into that type of maintenance, you could do a peel once a month, but it doesn't have to be a deep peel. You do a very light peel that kind of just enhances your overall skin. So maybe you'll do like a 30% glycolic peel, which is not going to shed, your skin's not going to shed or anything, but it's going to kind of act like a facial to regularly maintain your skin. If you're dealing with a serious skin concern, like dark spots, it's probably going to take a few sessions, at least 
two, I mean, there are some peels that are really like magnificent that I've seen give people full clearance, but it doesn't happen all the time. And not all peels can do that. So for hyperpigmentation, you're probably going to need a series. And if your skin of color, you're probably going to need more than lighter skin tones. With acne, you'll need a series, but probably not as much. The biggest thing with acne is treatments, yes, but maintenance is another thing. Chemical peels really can be the stepping stone to clear skin, but products or any medication matters too. But if you're just dealing with hyperpigmentation, you'll need more of a series because it can be hard to lift that pigment. But I normally don't see it take as long as clearing acne for sure. I just remembered, I forgot to ask you what's on your face. What are you wearing? Like, what are you loving right now? Hmm. What I'm loving right now? Um, things that are on my face I'm not actually loving. How I kind of move as an influencer is I try not to get trapped and continuing using products that I love because it's my responsibility to review new products. So what I'll do is I'll actually like get rid of the products that I love or keep them like in my office. And then the products I need to review, I'll bring home. So I'm kind of stuck with products I don't like, but I want to try it out for the people to give them a good review. So some of the things on my face I don't like, but what I do love, I love for my skin since I deal with acne and I do need to maintain it. The Skin Bear Clearing Serum is like top tier. It's very expensive. Wait, what was it? Skin Better Clearing Serum, Skin Better Science. I love Skin Better. It is incredible. The Alpha Ret is one of my favorites. So good. Yeah. And being able to do training with them because the spa I worked at was a Skin Better spa. I was able to, you know, do additional training that the public doesn't get and learning a little bit more behind the scenes. I just did a class maybe a month ago. I'm continued to be very impressed in their technology, but their Skin Better Clearing Serum specifically, I have a lot of acne clients on it. It's expensive. But it's like $125. But what I tell my clients is many of them are using an array of things for acne or for their skin in general. So what I tell them, like these four serums that you're kind of using, you don't need them. You just need this one product. And then everything else can be from the drugstore or something. But they're really good for like that one good treatment product. And I really, really love them for my acne because it's a combination product. So if you're not familiar... Skin Better has Alpharet Technology. The full name is Alpharet Clearing Serum, but their Alpharet Technology is a combination of retinoic acid and a chemical exfoliant lactic acid, so the alpha, alpha hydroxy acid retinol. This is just some tea, but they say it's a retinol. It's a retinoic acid, like tretinone is what's actually in it. I think they're not allowed to sell in Canada for that reason. But behind the scenes, it's retinoic acid. They're putting tretinoin pretty much in it and combining it with an alpha hydroxy acid, but they're doing it in a way that it's not irritating. So what I kind of like to tell people is tretinoin is, is an amazing ingredient, but it's old. Uh, it's been around for a very long time. It's a tried and true, but we have to like also consider 2022, like brands can invest in incredible technology. So they've kind of taken tretinoin and kind of updated it. So that's the combination of Alpharet itself. So it's the 
tretinoin, right? Plus lactic acid is the alpha hydroxy acid that they use into one like patented compound. And it's a non-irritating formula. And the clearing serum, what makes it different from the other alpha is that it has an additional uh, salicylic acid, uh, zinc PCA, niacinamide, and a few other ingredients specifically for acne. So what I appreciate about that product is that it combines an exfoliant and a retinol in one. So I don't have to worry about layering or if I use this retinol, you know, using retinol three days a week and then the chemical exfoliant two days a week at this time with the moon looks like this, like all of that stuff. It's so complicated. So what I really appreciate about Alpharet is that it does that in one and actually very few products combine retinol with a chemical exfoliant. So I really appreciate that about the Skin Better entire Alpharet series. So I just keep going back to Twitter, obviously, like this is your platform. You said, we need more enzyme and mandelic acid products in the skincare industry. I'm tired of the HA and niacinamide, please. And then you mentioned Jan Marini, like someone was like, we need retinol with, you know, benzoyl peroxide. And I was like, so glad you brought that up because... What's funny is there's now a new prescription product that came out that combined the two. And it's like, you know, everyone's like, but the reason why we don't have that is because they cancel each other out. I'm like, no, but like the technology is different. So like Jan's works because it's like two separate chambers. The reason why this prescription product works is because they're encapsulated and they combine together. So like, are there any other products out there that you're loving that combine like these two type of ingredients? That combine the two, I don't know of any for enzymes. Why I love enzymes is really like backroom treatments. Like a lot of, whenever you do a facial and they put an exfoliant on, most of the time it's an enzyme treatment. You don't know what it is. You're lying back with your eyes closed. But it's normally an enzyme treatment that they're putting on. And it's so good for like giving you that automatic glow. So I really love enzymes for that treatment. And I just find that a lot of like back bar stuff, we don't really get to see in department stores. Like it takes a while, I find for brands to catch up with what pros are using. Like hyaluronic acid is like the biggest thing of this year, maybe last year, but it's been used so long and the professional industry so many years ago was that the hot new thing and you guys are kind of just catching up. So yeah, so enzymes in that instance, I wish that there were more products that use that. Mandelic acid is really, really, really good for acne, even for quote unquote fungal acne. There's a brand called Vivian Skincare. It is created by James Fulton, who I could be wrong, but from my understanding was one of the hand either doctors or chemists in creating like Retin-A. So that's his brand. You can do like more research on him, but James Fulton, he's very like well-respected in the, I guess, dermatologist or skincare community. So he has a brand called Vivian Skincare and it is pretty much surrounded on mandelic acid and it's like effects specifically for acne. And then I also learned about it through Face Reality. That's their main product is mandelic acid. The issue with face reality is that you cannot really get a lot of their products on your own. You have to get it through someone that has an account with them. So their Mandelic Acid, I don't think you're able to buy just off the rip. You have to have an account or, you know, work with an acne expert through them. But pretty much when I was doing their training, they heavily relied on mandelic acid. It was able to treat so many different things, including like cystic acne, which we don't really talk about. 
and how I've seen and the things that I'm learning, it's really like top tier for acne and high pigmentation. So two brands, Vivian Skincare and Face Reality are just the ones that I've seen that are really heavy and mandelic acid. And I find that the only other product is that like the ordinary has a 10% mandelic acid. It's not very strong actually, but um, it's good. And I think in addition with Vivian Skincare and what Face Reality both do is they combine it, I think with lactic acid. There is an esthetician, uh, I'm like blanking on her name. Her Twitter is Fairy Glow Mother. She has a brand called Glodega. And she, I also know, is a face reality pro. She's like one of the main faces of, of the brand. She has her own skincare line. And it's very, not similar to face reality, but I can tell that her brand knowledge was influenced there. And she also has a Mandelic and lactic acid product that she's fine to be very effective. She heavily works in acne. That's the product that a lot of her acne clients are on. I haven't tried it myself, but I trust her. So I would recommend um, her brand as well. Okay. So I, I love your passion and knowledge for helping people get their acne under control. Cause it really is like something that when you have it, it's all you think about. I mean, at least it was for me. So Let's say I walk in to get a facial with you. It's my first time seeing you. I have extreme acne, like all over, let's say like my jawline area. What are some questions you're maybe going to ask me to like try to pinpoint like what's going on? And then from there, what treatments would you recommend? And then what would you send me home with or suggest that I pick up to kind of like bring it all together? Okay. What I would ask you is I would ask your history. Most people I find that have acne have seen a dermatologist before. So I find, you know, what prescription were they on? Have they done Accutane? All of those things. I find that most of my acne clients have been on Accutane at least once or twice. They've had, you know, Retin-A, like a bundle peroxide prescription. They've normally had the works already. And then I talk to them, you know, what their experience was, you know, how did they deal with the retin-A and all those things. So I'm trying to figure out like what was effective for them, what wasn't, and why did their treatment that was working before, why is it no longer working? I like to find out about their history. I like to find out, you know, are they on birth control? Are they taking any supplements? Those things can absolutely influence your skin. Birth control can make your skin better. It can make your skin worse. And when you get off, it can also like your skin can bug out. And then also a lot of women are on like women health supplement something normally has a ton of biotin. Biotin. (laughs) I think you and I like talked about this on Twitter once. I was like, this is a real thing. Yeah, it's very, very common and biotin will wreck your skin. We'll talk about allergies. I I also want to know like what products have you tried that your skin hated? So we'll talk about that. I'll talk about what are you currently using and then I'll see, you know, why is your routine not working? And I actually find a lot of times, well, my followers, you know, into skincare Twitter, and I think a lot of people are now in general, they're using a lot of popular products and those products may not necessarily be helping their skin. And a lot of times people are not using acne products, which is interesting. They're using a lot of like hydrating serums and moisturizers, but not a lot are using actual like, effective acne treatments. So for the treatment that day, I'll normally do a regular facial. And what I will use to try to get the acne down as much as possible, I will do like a spot treatment with the normally PCA 
salicylic treatment is 20% salicylic acid. So it's a quick way to get rid of a pimple. And then moving forward, we will probably do some type of combination therapy I like to do. So do laser and then I'll do a peel maybe and I'll do extractions, but it depends. Like each acne client is different. So if you have a lot of hormonal breakouts, what I'll probably recommend is if people have breakouts on their jaw, they normally have a lot of hair growth as well. So we'll probably do laser hair removal and that will actually really help acne, like that hormonal acne in that area. Because what I found when I'm doing extractions, when I get the pimple out, it was wrapped around a hair. So I find that when people get rid of that hair completely, they tend not to break out as much. And then laser itself, that heat is going to kill bacteria and affect your sebaceous gland. Um, So laser hair removal could be an option. Peels would definitely be an option. Laser genesis and the XLV, depending on your skin tone, could also be an option. So yeah, I would say those few. But the biggest thing would be getting you on a good regimen. So probably start with just one really good serum. So maybe skin better. Normally, I put people on some type of benzoyl peroxide. And I like a low benzoyl peroxide, actually. A lot of my clients, when they come in, they've used it before, maybe at a 10%. I'll start them on like a 2.5. And maybe we will do like buildup treatment. So something you can do with benzoyl peroxide is you can kind of treat it like a face mask if you're very new to it. So for maybe the first one to three days, you'll put it on, you'll rinse it off and then follow out your teen. And then next few days, you'll double it. And then within two weeks, then you'll leave it on all day. So maybe do some type of buildup treatment. I do like a mandelic acid in there somewhere. Either we'll do a serum or we'll do a cleanser. But I don't normally start with that first. We'll do like one acne treatment. You come back. I like my acne clients to come every two weeks if they can. And then we'll add something else depending on how your skin is responding. But every two weeks, I find it to be really important to kind of stay in touch and to adjust the routine. And then also getting peels in every two weeks for acne can be really good. I don't do necessarily very heavy peels like super where you're peeling like for a whole week. When I'm doing acne clients, I'm really just trying to kill the acne. So I'll probably do some type of Jesner peel maybe. It's interesting because every client is so different. So I, and I really have to adjust. I have to think about your budget. I have to think about where you live because sometimes my clients are coming from Miami. Like they can't come see me every two weeks, you know? Totally. So I, it's so many factors. I'm thinking about your, your budget, your lifestyle, so many things. Like I have some clients that are very active in the gym or they wear a mask a lot. So maybe we'll add some type of like hydrochloric spray or something into the treatment. Maybe a sulfur spot treatment. I love sulfur for acne. I think that's also not often talked about. And actually, a lot of people use African black soap for acne. I don't necessarily recommend it. But the reason why it is effective is because it naturally has sulfur. So that's a reason why you'll see a lot of people talk about it. It's the sulfur that's in it is doing the work. So yeah, it's a whole host of things. And that's why I like training with Facey Reality because they have all of those predictions. It's not where they're just like, oh, if a client has acne, do you, you know, give them these five products. It's more about like, these are products that you recommend for this skin type, but you're going to have to play a lot. It's not where other brands were like, okay, someone has acne, give them these four products. If they have anti-aging, give them these four products. Facey Reality is not like that. Um, it's, it's really talking about more of the complexities of dealing with the acne client. So it's a lot of playing around what I say. Every acne client is different. Okay. 
that was so informative. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I basically opened up a can of worms there. Like I knew you were, <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint it, but I love it. I love it. I could talk to you about it all day. Okay. So we're reaching the end of the interview. I wanted to ask some opinions of your favorite products and also some popular beauty products on the market, whether or not you've tried them and if you like them. So okay. this might be hard for you. Maybe it won't be. What's your absolute favorite go-to sunscreen? You know, it's hard because I try so many sunscreens. So a sunscreen that I love, I could forget about. <laughs> I actually really like that product. But what I, I can tell you off the top of my head that I really am loving and that I want to talk more about is the Olay Regenerous. Uh, they have a mineral sunscreen. It's at the drugstore. Maybe it's like 20 bucks. Very, very good. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. No cast. And I don't play about a cast. Like if it has one, I will tell you. That sunscreen is excellent. It's from Olay. It's a mineral sunscreen. I don't have it with me. It's probably somewhere in my drawer, but it's very, very good. So that's kind of like on my top list right now. Okay, favorite moisturizer. Man, this is hard because there are things that I like, but I forget that I like them. I will say moisturizers that I do like in general that I can remember at this moment in time is I really do enjoy Dermalogica moisturizers very, very much. I don't love Dermalogica entirely, but their moisturizers, solid. Great. Favorite foundation? Ooh, NARS Soft Matte. They make my favorite makeup. Yeah, beautiful. I saw you talking about Eucerin recently. What was that product and why were you raving about it? Yeah, so it's the Essential Oil Intensive Repair Balm. Long name, but very good. What I like about it is, one, it's at the drugstore. Anything that's accessible in that way, I really enjoy. But what I like about it is it's one of those lotions that you don't have to reapply. With my skin and with dark skin in general, when our skin is dry, you can tell because we get that white cast. And that's annoying and embarrassing where you're at like out and like your knees are white like that is like the worst and right here between like your thumb and your index finger it gets white and it's so embarrassing and people will call you out on it when you're ashy like that so I really like that product because it gives me like very glowy skin so if I have an event or something one I'll make sure my legs are self-tanned and then two I'll have that product on top and I really like it. It's almost like an ointment consistency, but it does absorb after a few minutes. And it's really very lasting is what I like about that. You, again, single-handedly started the Black girls using self-tanner movement. It's like the only reason why anybody's talking about this right now. We brought it up a few weeks ago because I saw you passionately talking about it. It's magic. But what's your favorite self-tanner at the moment? Mm, my favorite self-tanner at the moment is Beauty by Earth self-tanner it's actually a cream which is interesting a lot of self-tanners are foam and you have to apply it with some type of mitt with this one you put it on like lotion and then you wash your hands and then you're straight like immediately wash your hands but I really like that because it's not as drying as other self-tanners the tanners that I prefer to use are ones that don't like some type of bronzer in it so I like one that I can apply before bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, the tan has processed. So I really like that one because it doesn't stain my sheets and I don't have to rinse it off. Um, and it's a thick lotion-y consistency. So I find that my skin in the morning isn't as dry as other self-tanners can make my skin to feel. Where did you find that? Like, where do you buy it? 
I have no idea. I'm so- <laughs> I'm sorry. They sent it to me. I but you can get online. <laughs> okay, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> they sent it to me once. I'm like, share the wealth over here. I want to pick it up. I want to ask about, because like I said, you are very balanced. Do you love things? You also call things out. The new Makeup Forever Foundation. I remember, I keep on saying I remember this. Y'all, I apologize. Listen, like I fought, T is literally like on my timeline, like first tweet every time. Okay, so it's like, I feel like I've known her for years. But you posted a video of a girl who wore it, I guess, like 16 hours, like in Texas heat, and it did not go anywhere. It looked really good. And so you went out and bought it or got it and you tried it and you were like, what are y'all talking about? (laughs) Yeah, it was not good. I'm sorry. No shade to make it forever. But that foundation, I was just not a fan of. I actually, I was going on vacation in the day before I bought it because it was so many good reviews about, you know, wearing it in water and like um, in heat and stuff. So I wore it the entire duration of my vacation. I was so mad because my makeup was not on point at all. I found that it broke up a lot, especially my smile lines. I had never had an issue that bad, but under my chin and my smile lines were horrible within a few hours. I mean, it's a foundation you really have to set really well with powder and it definitely transfers. I don't know why people are saying it doesn't transfer. What I did was I didn't have like a hose like the woman in the video did, but I've stuck my face under my shower head and it came right off. like immediately touch my it was gone so I don't know what that is about how she had a different experience it's such a bummer because the original like the original formula is iconic like it was one of the best foundations so I'm like hoarding mine now because I don't want to have to buy this new one like maybe I used it wrong but I did my normal makeup routine And my makeup routine works like that NARS soft matte really works well for me. It is mattifying, but with the right setting spray and other products, you can bring a little bit more life to your skin. But that is my tried and true. That lasts super long. Okay. Are there any brands that you want to shout out that you feel like they're underrated and they deserve the love? This is your time. I do like Beauty by Earth. They're very, I like just working with them one-on-one behind the scenes. I really enjoy them. Skin Better, we love. Face Reality, we love. Who else am I loving? Any? Hmm. I do love Peach and Lily, like consistently. I do enjoy their products. Else, I think that's it. I think that's all I got right now. All right, boo. It was so great to meet you. You're a star. And um, I hope you'll come to LA at some point so we can like actually meet in real life. I would love to have you be a little LA girl for a minute. I have not been to LA since I was like 13 years old. (laughs) See, this is why I don't understand. It's like brands should be flying you out here. Like I want a brand to bring you out here and be like, okay, so you're going to get a facial with Tiara. And it's like, yes. And then you're getting paid and then we're getting you over here. Let's do it. Let's like, can someone please facilitate this? Yeah. Someone listening, I'm, I'm down for a free trip always. But it's funny. I was um, talking to someone else in the industry and they were talking about how I don't really show up to stuff. I do get invited, but I just don't always feel like 
going. Like if I want to go, I want to have fun because something about influencer events, and I've talked about this before, so I'll say it publicly. They're not always fun. They're like work events. I already work hard enough. I got to <laughs> go to another job and, you know, people that I may not necessarily like. I just, if I'm going to go, me and my friends will go as a group. I will all get some free products, some free food, and then we dip. So if a brand is going to buy me, it's got to be big. So yeah, that's just how I feel. I want like face reality to do something with you <laughs> Like at this point. Someone's like, it's kind of cool that you don't come because then you're like a mystery. It's like, oh, is she going to show up? <laughs> where can everybody find you? Your Twitter handle, obviously, but where else? <laughs> So my Twitter handle is Makeup for WC. My Instagram is Makeup for Woman of Color spelled out. And then my TikTok is Makeup for WOC. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 